Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. So I was just listening to Pete do his update there, and I didn't realize it's the first uh, series win, postseason series win for the Devils in 11 years, which takes us back to 2011-2012. When they beat the Rangers in the conference finals. That was their last series win prior to this one. Oh, come on. And that one, you know, the Devils went to the cup final, of course, winning the Eastern Conference finals over the Rangers. And they ended up losing to the Kings. Well, that to me was the Rangers best shot with Henrik to win a cup. That was their year. And I don't know how the hell they ended up losing to that Devils team, but they did. And then, obviously, as we mentioned, the Kings won the Cup. Rangers, of course, would make it a couple years later, the 13-14 season. And, you know, lose to the Kings as well in the Stanley Cup final. Um, But anyway, I can't believe that the Devils' last two postseason series wins are against the Rangers. 11 years ago now? It's a long time ago, man. In the conference finals, and now this, Devils have gotten the better of the Rangers. No question about it in recent history. 877-337-6666. Charlie is calling from Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? So, how are you doing? Good, Charlie. How are you? Uh, terrible. That was a terrible night last night. Coach Gerard, I, you know, his postgame uh, telling us about the team chemistry, four-check-in. You know what? Where was that after Game Four? I don't need to hear it after Game Seven when it's over. Well, he did that say. You know, he said Game Four. He called them out for their lack of effort. He said it was a terrible hockey game by them in Game yeah. Four. So he called them out for that too. Yeah, he called them out, but you know what? You know, it's calling them out when you start benching guys and start mixing up the lineups. And you know what? It's unacceptable. This team on paper, I thought, was one of the best teams in hockey. Came out at Prudential Center and they looked like those first two games. And then what happened in the next two games at home? I don't know what happened. Then you get a little pumped up after game six, the game you were at. They look like they were back playing good hockey, even though they didn't start out good. But, I mean, they threw a beating on them. We had the momentum going into it, and it was a different team tonight. I have no idea why, where that came from. You got to play in the game seven. I, I think, I don't know if I would say it's a different team, but it did feel like, and I know a lot of the fans at the Garden were saying the Rangers are back after a, you know Saturday night's performance. This, to me, felt like the bulk of the series, the way that they played tonight. They were just sloppy. They were lazy. They weren't clean, crisp at all. Too many times they did it. Game four was awful. Game five was bad. Game six, even the beginning, as you mentioned, not great until they finally broke through. And in game seven, again, just, you know, they were whatever. They were getting dominated in the first period, but still no score. 
And then to have that slip up by Fox, just letting up, playing lazy hockey, turning the puck over, leading to the first goal, and that was basically it. And I was terrible. And the other thing is, Gerard got outcoached. Lindy Ruff did a great job. He was totally outcoached. And listen, I don't care. Uh, this kid came in, got his wins. But, you know, he ain't no Bredore. But he doesn't make that goalie change. The Devils ain't winning the series. So it was the coaching. Agreed. And, rough, yeah, so, rough, I mean, that was the series. Ruff gets, and thank you for the call, Charlie. Ruff gets credit. He did a great job. He made the, uh, I mean... It was two games, and there were two blowout games, but the fact that he went to the rookie goaltender in that spot. Yeah, and that's all you need to know, that they were toast. I mean, come on, the Rangers had them. I told you, forget about the result of Game 3 and really even Game 4, but once Game 4 took place and the Rangers, you know, they missed an opportunity losing overtime in Game 3, fine. Once Game 4 took place and the Rangers came out and played like crap. I knew they were done, not for the series, but done in general. Because you can't have that type of effort at home up to one. You have to have the killer instinct. Put the foot on the throat. Keep them down. They were reeling the Devils. Smoked in the first two games, they were reeling. Send the message. Make them make them know they have to come back and win three straight. So once they miss that opportunity, after going up 2-0 on the road, they come home and lose two games, one of which they didn't even try in. That, to me, was a sign that this team was done. Now, I just would love to know what happened from even game three till then. Dylan is calling from Texas. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking the call. How are you doing? Thanks for making it. Good, man. I want to talk a little Rangers here. Um, real quick, though, I think you jinxed us by wearing that Islanders jersey at UBS this year. No, I don't think that had much to do with it. <laughs> anyway, look, I mean, I got to say this. You know, one thing that stood out was the only scoring two goals and all the four losses that they had. Mm-hmm. That's uh, That just can't happen. You're not going to win if you're not going to score. Um, but I want to ask you, though, you think Gallant lost the locker room? Well, I mean, I kind of alluded to it before, Dylan, where I think it might be the case. Now, I love uh, Gallant. I love everything that he says. But something happened, and I don't know what, but if his message is not getting through, if he turned guys off, I I think that there's a chance that that is the case. Now, we're going to find out in the coming days. I would not be shocked if the Rangers make the change. I don't think it's his fault necessarily, but maybe they did tune him out at some point. I, look, I don't know. Maybe he did lose the locker room. Um, it, it's definitely a possibility. Put it this way, Dylan. It, after watching this team play, it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out. But how? But but think about this way, right? After the first two games, so if we lead up to the point where, okay, first two games they play great. Game three they lost in overtime. What happened? Did he lose the locker room after a tough loss in overtime in Game 3 to Game 4? I mean, he called him out after Game 4, but that was after Game 4. And he's called him out before. So what the hell happened? I want to know what happened after the first three games of this series. Well, I'd say this. I'd say you didn't get production from the guys you brought in here. You thought you were going to get production from. That's one. And two, I mean, I know we're talking about the kids. Paco and Laffey, I mean... 
they're just not taking the next step. So, right. and, and, you know, how much more can, of this can we watch? And, you know, another thing to it, I think it's either Gallant wants to locker room or some guys are playing hurt. I don't know if they were playing hurt. I mean, what's Adam Fox's excuse, Dylan? Did you see how slow he looked today? Yeah, but what, what, the slow, and he looked like he looked careless. He was careless yep. on that turn. What is his problem? This is Adam Fox we're talking about. Yeah, look, I mean, big contract, you know. I think they took the Devils lightly, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. There's, Maybe. I think we're, Go ahead. I, I think, uh, look, they're too good, and they got too many pieces to just say, oh, no, we need to start over. They're going to be back. Yeah. I I, and, I, think, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'll bring – you know what I think? I think it's me wearing the Islander jersey, Dylan. And thank you for the call. I think you're right. You know, I had a fan come up to me. I'm with my wife and with Saratoga Wilson, his wife. We're waiting for the Knicks to open the, um, open the doors on Sunday. And I had a fan come up to me. Hey, Sal. I'm like, hey, man. You know, people, whatever, will say hello all the time. And it's usually pleasant. The guy goes, hey, Sal. I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? How are you? He goes, don't jinx the Knicks like you jinx the Mets. And turns around and walks away. I didn't even have time to get a line in. And it bothered me. I mean, I you know, said something after he left that I would not repeat on the air because it would get me fired. But I didn't have time. He just he hit me with it and bounced. I was thrown off. I'm trying to be nice in public. Oh, here's a fan. All right, what am I supposed to say to that? Right? I couldn't believe it. If he stayed, we could have maybe had a conversation. I could have taken a shot or, or something, but no. Anyway, I didn't ruin the Mets division last year, and I didn't ruin the Rangers season this year. They did. And I think, you know, I think we know that. But just in case you, you needed a clarification. I think it's possible Glant lost the locker room. I'm not going to say that that's the case. I like him. I want to believe he could be the guy. But something happened from game three where they played three solid games to game four where they were just dreadful. And that set a horrible tone. The series was lost in game four. That was it. It set a horrible tone the rest of the way. Gave the Devils great life. They took advantage of it. They came out like a team possessed in game five. Devils didn't play their best game until game five. And even after that, the Rangers answered with a decent game six. And I only say decent because it was a very slow start for them. Where early on, I would have bet anything, Rangers are going to lose that game. It was just a feel in the building was that, oh my God, they're getting beat again by this team. Just an unacceptable overall result for the Rangers. Mark is calling from Long Island. What's up, Mark? How you doing, Sal? How are you, Mark? Doing good. I just want to preface this by saying that I'm not a Ranger fan, but I've got a message to James Dolan, a.k.a. Glenn Slather, whatever you want to call him. Please don't panic. You've done this before. He got PO'd from some sort of Tom Wilson incident. Fire Jeff Gorton. They get rid of David Quinn. I'm not saying David Quinn would have got them through, but it's known around the league. Gerard Gallant's team fold in the playoffs. Don't panic. You gave the keys to Chris Drury. Let him continue doing his job. You bring in someone new, it messes the whole nah, thing over. No, I don't, I don't think Drury's going anywhere. They, they can't fire Drury. I mean, he's done a good enough job to earn uh, another couple of uh, goes at it here, especially next year. A lot of that, 
A lot of that's Jeff Gorton. A lot of that moves, and a lot of this team is Jeff Gorton. Yeah, but... Canadian fan, I'm happy for that, but... No, but the talent. The talent, right? A lot of the talent was Gorton. That's part of the problem, though. J.D. and Gorton and Quinn, when he was here, you know, that uh, that trio there, they had the talent being built, but they didn't build the team the right way, which is why when Drury took over and built a team that went on to the postseason and on a postseason run, you figured, well, he knew what was missing, the grit and the playoff components that you need to have success. Now, well, I'm not gonna, he failed. I'm not going to turn this into defending Jeff Gorton, but look how many points they made in that year in the playoffs. They would have made it any other year. They just missed the playoffs because it was messed up division. No, but, well, a, this, but this has nothing to do with Gordon. I don't know why you keep talking about him. We're talking about Chris That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's talk about Chris Drew. I right. think he should stay. Right. You got to keep him too early. And Dragoline got to go. He lost the locker room. And you brought that up also, leadership. Like, as a Canadian fan, it came out later on when they made that run to the Stanley Cup Finals that, that their coach, Ducharme, lost the locker room in the middle of that playoffs. And who stepped up? Jay Weber, Carey Price. Philip Deno and led that team through. He was done after that playoff run. They made the cup. You can't fire your coach. But yeah, he I lost look, the locker room then. I think Galan's getting fired, Mark, and thank you for the call. I think Galan is going to get fired. I'm not sure that would be the move that I would make. Now, again, I'm not inside the locker room. I don't know if he lost the locker room or what's going on, but I do know that it was unacceptable the way that this season went down. Would I blame him? No, but if he lost the locker room, then it's an issue. I do trust Drury, though, to have his finger on the pulse as to what is going on with this team and what they need. They took a chance. They went all in with Tarasenko and Kane. It didn't work out. Now that they saw that that failed, they got to figure out. And look, you don't think that Kane was in part to help Panarin out, especially in the postseason after last year? First thing they have to do is figure, forget about Glant. First thing they have to do is figure out what the hell Panarin's problem is in the postseason. And Mika, for that matter. How are those guys going to do what they do in the regular season and have that translate in the postseason? Whether it's power play, whether it's five on five, doesn't matter. How are those guys going to get their games better? Also find out what the hell's wrong with Adam Fox and why he would have that type of effort in the biggest game of the season. But those are things that, you know, obviously are up to each individual. Is there a bigger team-wide issue? Well, Drury's got to figure it out. And then, obviously, find out if it's the locker room being lost by Gallant, which head coach we bring in. This is going to be an important offseason here. It's okay to, you know, they, they made their run last year. This is the step back year. But then next year's got to be the year. The 2023, wait, so what year are we in? 2023? So it'll be exactly 30 years since the cup final. Is that right? Since the Rangers won? Right? 93-94, obviously. 23-24. How about that? Maybe next year's the year. We'll see. I mean, I used to think that way, but you know, with the Mets even. Oh, uh, 2006 got to be their year. 20-year anniversary. Wrong. Doesn't work like that. Felt the same thing for the Rangers in 93-94 and 13-14. Wrong. 877-337-6666. Linda is calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Linda? Hi, Sal. Hi, Linda. How are you? Uh, 
not not sad, you know, not whatever, just um disappointed. Disappointed. This uh this Ranger team, man. Um I'm surprised you think uh Galan's not an issue. He should be fired, Sal. Oh, he's I probably gonna he get fired. I I like him. I, I don't think that I think it's the players that sucked. I don't think it's Galant's issue. I understand that, I, you know, there's more to... I understand that you like him. And I'm, I'm you know, I can see why. But I, I like Delane Vigneault, too. I mean, I, and I like Torts as well. But with hockey, for some reason, it seems like some of these guys, their their voices, you know, fall thin uh, on, on the locker room after a certain amount of time. Hasn't been a while for Galant, but, you know, maybe he lost the locker room. I, I don't know. And Maybe they're going to get uh, a just, change. This Devils team mm-hmm. just proved that, you know, finesse hockey cannot win against youth, speed, toughness, grit, all of which the Rangers don't have. Yeah, I still can't believe the Rangers lost this series in a row in the first round. I mean, my goodness. It's two, no, two years in a row, two nothing leads, and they cough it up. Two yeah, years in different a row. though last year. First of all, last year, Linda, it was in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they were worn out. Second, it was the, the Lightning, who never lose. That's and that's the thing. That's what makes this loss even more upsetting. Is that Boston's out, Tampa Bay is out. Look at all look at all the teams that are advancing. Colorado's out. This was their chance, and they and their lack of effort. It, it's just gross. Yeah, I it's, mean, it, th- and game four and game four started it. Well, that I was, agree with you. That's the problem to me, Linda. And thank you for the call. Game four was the problem. They gave no effort in Game 4 whatsoever. And that set the tone for the series. I mean, it went in the wrong direction after that. Tied it two, but it was like, oh my God, what the hell just happened in Game 4? Steamrolled Game 5, yada, yada, yada. The Devils are moving on. 877-337-6666. And I don't know if Gerard Glant is going to have to be forced to move on as well, but you can't go at it again with the same thing. Whether it's making a significant move with one of the youngsters, Lafreniere or Kako, whether it is trying to move Artemi Panarin, reworking the defense pairings, bringing guys up who are ready to contribute. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Changes, significant changes have to be made. You know, look, the core is still there. And obviously, as long as Shesterkin is there, they're in good shape. So it's going to be Shesterkin, you know, Fox. Again, just wake him up. Mika, Kreider. Yeah, they got to figure out uh, how the rest of it's going to work, who they can move, who they can't, how they're going to add, who they're not. I mean, it, there's a lot to it. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports, visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call one 800 
Gambler. It has not been, I will say, a fun show, but somewhat therapeutic for me to be able to talk to you guys about it. I know I'm here for you as well, but you know, you're here for me. I, I'm bothered by this. I can't believe it. My poor nephew, I told the story earlier. If you missed it, uh, you know, I took him to game six. We had such a great time talking hockey on the way back. You know, at the game, he was going nuts. What a great experience. The best game for sure he's been to. One of the best games I've ever been to, that game six at the Garden. Facing elimination. Ranger fans were scared to go there and then have that type of performance. It was great. But then during game seven, as it was, you know, three nothing or whatever, I texted my sister, how's he doing? And she said, he's he's taking it hard. He's not doing too good. Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. That said, nine-year-old, you know, all about the Rangers, all about hockey. Hey, this is what makes you a fan. You go to the game, you have great experience. The euphoric win Saturday night at the Garden. He's like, Uncle Sal, the devil's going to be more nervous now, right, in Game 7? I was like, yeah, you better believe it, Joey. You're right, pressure now back on them. All pumped up, wearing his Kreider jersey today. He chose the white Kreider jersey. And then they have that type of performance, and they're going home. And he's enduring some pain as a young fan. Eight, seven, and we all are enduring pain. doesn't matter how old you are. If you're a Ranger fan, you're enduring some pain. But for the nine-year-old, this is the beginning. Yeah, last year too, but you know, the, as the years go on, you get a little older, the more it hurts. 877-337-6666. Someone else I know is hurting tonight. Doug is on Long Island, Doug. Hey, Sal. I tell you, as a 57-year-old Ranger fan, I wish I was nine years old. I wish I could switch places with him. The stuff I've gone through. Oh. Um, let me start with something good. I mean, the Rangers are done. I'll get. I'll finish with them. The Knicks. I, I, you know, I need Julius back tomorrow night. I, I think he's important in this series. We need him down low, getting the easier baskets. I, I still think the Knicks are going to win this series, and I need him to get to a conference final. I think that'll make this an unbelievable season. I think it'll put stepping stones in place, and it'll definitely make me feel a lot better about. That garbage I witnessed tonight with the Rangers. I do think the Knicks are winning this year. I didn't feel that way going in to that series, but I watched it game one, and I don't think Miami's that good at all. If Brunson is healthy and gets back to playing his game, and if they could get Julius, forget it. But as long as Brunson is back healthy, I do think the Knicks are going to win this series. I think they'll win tonight in game two, and I think they'll figure out a way to move on. And, and Sal, one of these games, they got to hit outside shots. They haven't had one good game. They need, three they need your boy. That they're four and two. They need your boy Grimes to get going because RJ and Obi aren't it. I mean, they can't shoot the three. I, Obi, I mean, I, I don't want him taking eleven, but he did hit four out of three. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I keep chucking him. I, I can hit four of eleven too, for goodness sake. I mean, uh, come on now. Four and eleven is pretty good. Uh, Obi's like Obi's he's he's playing like he thinks he's John Starks or Steph Curry. For goodness sake, stop shooting the three, Obi. Stop. Hey. Well, I hope tomorrow night that they pay attention because Miami ran. What is up with your phone? Their threes. What are you, you hear? You that? Hear me? Yeah, you hear that? I hear you. You hear that crackling going on? Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm not in the car because I thought, you know, a little while ago, you know, I thought I was going to be a little loud. I didn't want to wake my daughter with the stranger game, but I've calmed down a lot. Okay. So it could be because I'm in the car. 
Um, I got to ask you something about the Mets. You, you acknowledge that it's time to play Alvarez, right? Like, Alvarez has to be playing. Like, right. he's as good defensively as Nito. He's at least a threat offensively. Right. Like, I, I mean, we worried about this offense. I, like, if with these, and I think Beatty's going to be a star. I love this kid's swing. I love his mm-hmm. plate discipline. He goes the other way. I think with these two kids, we have a legit offense. Now we just got to fix the pitching. I just, I just hope Buck acknowledges that it's time to move on from Nito, and Nito should play maybe you know once every four or five games. I think Alvarez has to be, and, and thank you for the call, Doug. I would have kept you on a little bit longer there, but your phone was driving me, and I'm sure all the listeners nuts. So we, I gave you, out of the courtesy, you know, because you call all the time, I gave you a little more uh, wiggle room than I'd normally give anybody else. I would have just hung up on them immediately. Um, I think Alvarez is starting to show that he can be an impact offensive player. I think it's starting to click for him offensively. And that's something that you cannot keep on the bench. Tomas Nito was not a major league catcher. He's barely a backup major league catcher. So it's got to be Alvarez. Beatty's going to be the everyday third baseman. That's established, as he should be. Even defensively, he's looking good. So I And look, maybe the more important thing, even than Alvarez or Beatty from yesterday, was Starling Marte finally looking like he's coming around. Once Marte and Lindor get going, then the Mets offense will look a little bit better. Still need to get Vogel back out of here and get a real DH in there. But outside of that, I do think that Beatty and Alvarez could take them to another level offensively. And we're going to find out with that, with that pitching this week. Verlander, Scherzer, back-to-back. Or Scherzer, Verlander, I should say. Joey Lucchese scheduled to go tonight, although the weather's supposed to be bad in Detroit. So who knows if that game actually gets played. But Lucchese on the mound tonight, and then you'll have Scherzer, on Wednesday, and Verlander on Thursday into Kodai Senga on Friday. So it's kind of a restart or a reset for the Mets to begin this new month of the year here in May where they're going to have their rotation at least three-fifths of it the way that they expected to coming into the year. And as as a matter of fact, it might be better because Tyler McGill is better than Carlos Carrasco, and Lucchese is better than... Peterson, and who knows, maybe even with Quintana would have given him. 877-337-6666. Paul's in Hamden, Connecticut. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal, what's up? You know, I thought you were talking to me when I heard the crackling tool. I was like, who is he? Are you talking to me when I heard that? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a, a bad connection for some reason. Anyway. Uh, by the way, I mean, if there's anybody crankier than you, it's me. I mean, unbelievable, Sal. I finally get the TV turned on after game two. I get to watch. I Now I got cable. I get to watch game three. I lost. Game four, I lost. Game five, I lost. I'm like, okay, now game six will win, and we know what happened tonight. But you know what, though, Sal? Most discouraging thing in the whole world, and I've been a fan forever with this team. I mean, we all know. I mean, this game was pathetic. I, I mean, you know, I mean, where the hell was Kreider? Savannah Kane was horrible. Panarin, horrible. The kid line, horrible. Truba, horrible. Eagle kept him in the game the whole damn night. But save after save after save, nobody shows up. And I don't understand. And you say, you know, people call in, devil fans call in, which we never hear people unless they're playing the Rangers now that they beat them. But nevertheless, it's like they want, they want to go on its head. You know what? 
Who's going to replace him if they do want to get rid of him? Who's the next Well, Drury's got to find that guy. I mean, if you're asking me, I'd bring back Mike Keenan, for goodness sake. I mean, that's a guy I trust oh to get the job done. <laughs> uh, where is he? Find him. Dig him up. Let's go. Where's Keenan? I'll even help you dig him up. But, but you know you know what, though, Sal? You know what cracks him up is that it's like, you know, I'm watching the game, and they actually were in the game, you know, early. And then next thing you know, it's like, you know, Schmidt. Where's the goalie? All right, well, come on. All right, they pulled him this game. doesn't matter. Right? But, I mean, they never attacked. They never got to the net. They never took any good shots. The power play wasn't working. And they, they said to me, so I said, what is going on with this team? They weren't hungry. And and game seven, look what what. Think about Boston, how those fans feel after winning six plays. Yeah, once Boston out. lost uh, last night, and thank you for the call, Paul, and maybe you should give that cable back. Get rid of that cable. You don't want to watch this. Plus, you probably jinxed them. You, of course you get the cable after g- the first two games. Starting with game three, I think you were the jinx, Paul. After watching the Bruins go down at home in game seven the way that they did, I swear to you, I said, well, it's not going to be any worse than that, even if the Rangers do lose this game seven. Could always be worse. Now, the Bruins do have the recent cups in the bank, and Rangers don't have that. But there's always next year. There's always next year. 30-year anniversary? Why not? Right? 2023-2024 season, 30 years ago. God, that's hard to believe. Why not? And just for the heck of it, bring back Keenan. Matt is calling from Berkeley Heights. What's up, Matt? All I have to say is let's go Devils. Tonight was an electric atmosphere. Even though I will give you guys credit that you definitely had a lot of Ranger fans there tonight. Of course. I mean, the Ranger fans always show up there. I was at the game. I was at the game. I was very disappointed about how many Ranger fans showed up. But... That just goes to show how you guys show up all the time. Yeah, you know, aren't, aren't you used to that? Aren't used to that by now? I mean, isn't I'm assuming that's the case a lot of time. I know they haven't been in the postseason together in you know ten years or whatever, but no, absolutely, I I, I totally agree. But I, I scream my face off. I, I give you guys a lot of credit that you know we brought this to the game seven and everything like that, but. All I heard after game two was 1994. And that's all I heard throughout game seven. It's not 1994 anymore. Correct. It's been a long time. That's all I hear. It'll be 30 years. Well, I don't, I mean, in in what regard? I don't understand that this year was going to be compared to 1994. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I hear because you're talking about the Knicks. And the Rangers. Oh, right, and at the That's same time, all yeah. I hear. Yeah. Well, all I mean, oh, obviously it's time. not. Obviously it's not the case. And thank you for the call, Matt. You know, that's a good point too. I forgot about that. We were talking about the Knicks and Rangers, and in comparison, we're saying, well, which team has the legitimate chance? It was always the Rangers. Out of all the teams uh, in a winter sports that made the postseason, the number one team that had the opportunity to go all the way was the Rangers, and now they're out. And it's. I mean, how could you not say it's the Devils at this point? Obviously, the Nets are out. The Islanders are out. So that leaves the Knicks or the Devils. And I don't think the Knicks can win an NBA championship. Although I will say, looking around at the teams that are left, 
And now I can understand why people were saying, oh, you know what, maybe the Knicks could get there. Now, I don't think they beat Phoenix. Phoenix, though, down 0-2 in their series to the Nuggets. The Celtics lose at home to the Sixers without Joel Embiid in game one of that series. Lakers, Warriors. I mean, look, I still don't think the Knicks. It's crazy to even talk about that for me, to talk Knicks and championship. But I do think they could beat Miami. And they're down to the final eight here, so what the hell? Crazy. Anyway, the fact that the Rangers are out and the Knicks moved on is also surprising. You would have thought maybe both teams would go at the at the best going into the postseason. Best case scenario, both teams would go to the second round. So Rangers disappointing out in round one. Gary in Mayapak. Gary? Should have told that caller, uh, if it wasn't for Ranger fans in the building, there'd be no one. The place is going to be empty against the Canes. I am so disappointed, Sal. You know, last year, June 12th is when the season ended for us. To end on May 1st just is surreal, especially after having the two-game lead on the road, no less. And especially after game six, I was at that game. I wound up getting two tickets late in the day. Nice. And the excitement, I was thinking about you. I was actually looking all over. Yeah, where are you sitting? I I wound up getting two bar stools. Oh, okay. Bridge. Uh, great seats if you ever sit there. You got yeah, a I don't like the bridge. I've been up there plenty of times because that's where the media thing used to be, and I've walked around there to check it out. I don't love the bridge up there. Yeah, I actually was surprised I liked them so much. But you know what? I was happy I got in. The price was pretty good. So uh, yeah, Tickets came so, way down. I ended up overpaying for mine because I got them way before. But still, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta strike. I, I even was saying your nephew must have had a blast. Oh, my God. I, we, had the, we had a great time. I was so excited to see him having fun. It, it was great. And, but that's what it's all about, right? I mean, this is what... The postseason is about you get in if you're lucky, and then you go experience it if you're luckier. And you know you, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. We, there was a chance the Devils ended it in Game Six. They didn't, but they did take it to them in Game Seven. Yeah, you know what? They were a desperate team to put. That's like the Rangers losing the first two at the Garden against someone, and then you put Halak in for Game Three. It was they were so desperate, and I don't know how it worked out that we didn't shell this guy. But that's Gallant for you. You know what? He's got to go. I've been saying it all year. I've said it last year. He does not get the team up to where they come out of the locker room and they 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 put their will on you. Even tonight, Truba's hit on Maya. That should have came in the first five minutes of the game. Do you have a coach in mind? Um, I like Lavalette. I told you that the other night. I know you keep saying Keenan. And I love Keenan, you know what? Well, I mean, I, I don't think realistically Keenan would be the guy, although, geez, right. if they ever hired him, I'd be doing cartwheels uh, in studio here just because but of nostalgia purposes. But here's the thing with Keenan. Messier said that before Game 7, he gave the greatest speech in the world about how they'll walk together for the rest of their lives, this and that. When they ex Gallant, you're going to say anything different. He basically said no. The players know what they got to do. He does not motivate, I don't think. I don't think he has what it takes to get – like I said, right. even – every big game they had, 
against Carolina down the stretch when they were going. Who do you think is a better coach, Lindy Ruff or Gerard Gallant? I don't like Ruff, I think. Really? yeah, I, I take I rough. I, something about him. I've always liked him. I think he's one of the good, uh, great head coaches that we've seen. I also think he outcoached Glant pretty badly in this series. Well, Sutter got released today. He, you know, the Sutter brothers; those guys are usually pretty, uh, you know, passionate. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I like Lavalette. I would go with him. I love Barry Trotz, but now Fleek said the other night he's taking the uh, right the, the Dallas. Nashville. I would have loved Trotz. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, I thought he said. But you know what, Sal? You know, it just ended too early. Uh, Panarin, very, very disappointed in Panarin. And I think some of these moves were made so they could play, you know, either Kane or Tarasenko, either one of them with him to get him going. The kid line, you can't blame the pick, Sal. Those were no-brainer picks. No, but they can blame the players for not doing their job. It's on the players because Kako and Hughes, they were equal. It was like, who's going to be one? Who's going to be two? No one God. knew for sure. Lafreniere was a no doubt about it first round. There wasn't even another person they discussed. I am shocked at Lafreniere. Zero points, zero assists. He sucks. He's terrible. He, I'm sorry. He's yeah. terrible. And, um, uh, I don't know. You'll never get. You'll never move that contract. But that's a big contract. Panarin's got eleven million bucks. Mm. That hurts bringing other players in. But uh, yeah, because he's supposed <laughs> to be the guy, Gary. He's got to get the job done. And thank you for the call, as always. Sorry I didn't run into you at the Garden on Saturday. It would have been nice. But look, you're getting paid eleven million bucks or whatever it is. You got to get the job done. Simple as that. And he didn't. He's invisible in the postseason. Except for a bad turnover today again. You know, instead of making mistakes. God, it's infuriating. Yeah, Sutter is out in Calgary. LaViolette, done in Washington. There's going to be some big names out there. I do think the Rangers are going to make a change. And I, I do think, even though I like Glant, it's probably necessary. Like I said, I liked Vigneault too. I like Torts too. What's Torts' deal? He's still coaching Columbus? Bring him back. I I trust him to toughen this team up. Won't be any softies anymore on this team. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal, I got it back on the film. We'll finish up here. Get as many calls as we can in. Pat Boyle coming up at 2 a.m. Be back again tonight following the Yankees. So somewhere I'd figure around 10 p.m. And we'll be talking Knicks Heat Game 2. Matt is calling from Rhode Island. What's up, Matt? Hey, Sal. How are you doing? Good, Matt. How are you? All right. Good. Uh, I just feel like this whole series, after Game 4, the confidence completely shifted to the devil and the momentum turned. And Game 4 is terrible. And yet, Game 5 showed out. And tonight, again, again, the mistakes couldn't come in the power play. Fox and the devil showed they were the better team and just took the series right from them. Okay. I, just, I just had to say, the, East, the Rangers won the East was going to be wide open and because uh, Boston's gone. Can I just say one thing about mm-hmm. Boston that I wanted to mention? I'm not, I'm not, I know you probably don't care, but that coach up there, he 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 ruined the, the whole series. What he did, going from goalie, like how do you put Swanick in Game Seven? Like, why don't you make the change in Game Six? It was the wrong line. I just wanted to say that. I mean, I know you don't care, but no, it's not even that I don't care. I don't even know what happened. What did he do? He changed a goalie going into Game Seven. He changed seven? goalie. He changed, and oh, I forgot the name. You mark. He put Jeremy Swanson up in Game Seven, and just just I mean. Uh, he changed all the lines, and just like completely all his wrong decisions, mm. he cost the Bruins the series. I mean, he still had a lead with a minute to go in the game. Yeah, I mean that is true. I mean, I shouldn't blame it all on the coach, but like, mm. I don't know how you could put a new goal, a new goaltender in Game Seven. I mean, like, you just don't can't put the kid in that spot. Really. Yeah, just an an epic collapse uh, by yeah. him. But anyway, thank you for the call, Matt. Appreciate you checking in. Path is now wide open for the Devils. Bob is calling from Orlando, Florida. What's up, Bob? Hey, Sal. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, with the uh, team you said, hit 4 for 11 with the Knicks, maybe you could have played the Knicks and the Devils because the Rangers still would have lost it. <laughs> you still would have lost it if you played the Knicks. Yeah, right. That's number one. Number two is, before you were talking about the, you know, when you have a, when you have a series with the teams, the teams, you know, in the regular season, you don't play like you do during a seven-game series. You sit down and, and study the teams, and that's, and that's how you win. Uh, the true hit, just like the last uh, caller said, should have been done in the first two minutes of the game. Uh, Gallant being fired, I I hate to see it, but I think that's going to happen. Uh, I really do. I think he. I really think he lost the control of the team in the locker room because even like you said in game four, when a coach tells you the next game to go out and do what you got to do, and you don't see that effort from them, they're giving up on you. They're definitely giving up on you. Yeah, there's just there was no heart. The only guy that was out there playing for the Rangers was Igor. I can't think of anybody else besides Igor that played the game. Well, I mean, Kreider. Um, you could you could go into and thanks for the call, Bob. You could go into you know some of the other guys, Goudreau. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that nobody else did anything close to their job, but the big guys did not get the job done. And really, nobody else even had that big of an impact on the game outside of Shesterkin and, and Kreider, who was scoring a bunch of goals early on, so it's hard to knock him. Um, you know, game six as well, hard to knock him. But the majority of Rangers just did not do what they were doing all regular season or did not do their job, period. Mike is in Merrick. What's up, Mike? Yo, Sal. What's up, Mike? Let's go, Nick. Yeah, I mean, you can't – it's not the Rangers anymore, Mike. I know, but I'm just saying – I know the Rangers lost. Now, I'm going to free up all the all the Rangers fans to be a Knicks fan. Well, I think most probably are. I mean, I don't know about everybody, but I, I think that the majority of people in this city – I know there are some Net fans, but the majority of people in this city, Mike, are Knicks fans. And now – and thank you for the call – and now the Knicks – our only hope. That's it. Rangers out. They go home. Round one. We now turn our attention solely to the Knicks. And and what should be, we hope, a long series. But it's also going to be a series that's going to be marred by injuries here. Let's hope. I hope. I want to see full teams here. I hope Jimmy Butler plays, and I hope, obviously, Randall and Brunson are good to go. That will make a huge difference. But I still think, even after the game one loss, I still think the Knicks are winning this series. Now, just to reiterate, I did not think they were winning before this series. I do now. Fran is calling from Monville, Connecticut. What's up, Fran? Hey, how you doing, buddy? How are you, Fran? Good to hear from you. Well, listen, I'm not so happy with... uh... You know, with my ranges, but and, and and I don't really mean to be a a, a a negative guy on this, but I gotta admit it. Uh, having a little humor here, I think that you and me and all all the uh, uh, Ranger fans ought to get ourselves a a thoroughbred, a saddle, and jump on it and go on home because. That's what they did to us. They're sending us home. Yeah, well, uh, I'm about to get, not really on a thoroughbred, I'm about to get in my car in a few minutes and go <laughs> on home. So, yeah, I'll be going home for the night officially, much like the Rangers. Yeah, they did a heck of a job. And, and, but one other quick thing. Uh, Boone and the Yankees, I mean, they don't have it. You know what they got? They got a lot of, they got a lot of guns but no ammo. Boone and the Yankees are fortunate, Fran. That and by the way, they don't even have any guns right now. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you yeah, look, you're look, right. Look at their lineup. I mean, no ammo, no anything right there. Where, um, you know, the the Yankees are a shell of what they should be. And thank you for the call, friend. They're lucky that the Rangers got bounced in this game seven because you know, obviously, the Rangers and Devils game seven, Rangers getting eliminated. Top story. That is a horrible. Horrible loss. We touched on it earlier as we were on right after the game. It's not just about this one loss, but it just shows you when things are going bad, just when you feel like, all right, well, the Yankees kind of restore order a little bit, restore order and go out there and get a win uh, against Cleveland. They have the most gutting loss of the year. 
and give up a game that Domingo Herman was terrific in. Boone takes him out. Clay Holmes blows it. Yankees lose. They've now lost four in a row, and they are in last place in the American League East and eight and a half games out. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for all his help. Thanks to Rosie before him. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Hey, Ranger fans, it sucks. There's always next year. Maybe next year on the 30-year anniversary. We'll turn our attention to the Knicks and Heat tomorrow night. We'll be on after that game. And Yankees and Mets as well. Pat Boyle's coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.